thank God for all of you, the covenant partners that were able to make it out this morning and be here for Sunday service. Amen. Amen. We're glad to have Brother Brian back with us today. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Before we get into the word this morning, we're going to ask uh, just heads up. We want to ask Brother, uh, I mean, Deacon Horace House and Brother Israel Allison to please make sure the building is locked down after we leave. You don't have to stay a long time. Just run through here. Make sure everything, everybody's out and lock it up. Amen. And go home. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You don't have to stay long. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. We are going to do our declaration. And at the end of service, I'm going to ask Sister uh, Shakitha if she would come up and take down uh, the uh, board that we have up. Because we do have the new ones, but we'll put them up next Sunday. So you can either take it on or amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. If we're on SoundCloud, we want to say good morning to you as well. We are just so excited to be back here on Sunday morning, back in the house of the Lord. Thankful for you tuning in to listen to us this morning. We want to ask you to get your Bibles, pens, and pads as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord. And I also want to encourage you, if you're listening by SoundCloud, we ask you to be supportive of the ministry. We're going to ask you this morning to give. Give something into this ministry. Your tithes, your seed, love offering, free will offering. Give in Jesus' name. And you can give by give a fly, by looking up. Give a fly on your iPhone and going to Keys to Successful Living Ministries. Yes, we're going to encourage you this morning to support the ministry. Amen. If it's been a blessing to you, support this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We're going to give our covenant partners in the building this morning a chance to get their Bibles. And we're going to stand to our feet. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And do our declaration. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Glory to God. Just repeat after me. 2022. The year of expectation and hope. 2022. The year of expectation. The year of having the hope of the promises of Jesus Christ active active in my life, the promise of his prosperity, his power, and his presence in Jesus' name. Now, we're going to quote our theme, our scripture, foundation of scripture, which is Psalms, actually Psalms 62 and 5. Just repeat after me. And it says, my soul, wait thou only upon God. For my, expectation For my expectation is from him. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, we've been talking about a little bit about the kingdom prosperity that we are looking to walk more in. Say that with me. Say, I'm looking, I'm looking to, walk more to walk more in the kingdom, in the kingdom. Prosperity. prosperity. Because we, we, we can't go back. We, we can't say, oh, I'm looking for prosperity. No, we have 
prosperity working in our lives. We're just looking for the Lord to increase. Amen? Amen. Amen. If we're going to label our journals, if we're going to label our books this morning, we're going to be talking about activating the king's presence. Activating the king's presence. We've been talking a little bit about the prosperity, but now we want to kind of talk a little bit about the king's presence. And on Wednesday night, we started sharing about how unique God has assembled us. We are, are complex and unique all at the same time. And, and so God is awesome. He is definitely omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. He's almighty because of the way he designed us. And so we talked a little bit about that on Wednesday, but today we want to go a little bit further to help us be able to walk in the presence of the kingdom. Amen? Amen. All right. So we want to start off. We'll give you the first scripture. We want to go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And we're going to start reading at verse 1. Okay. Romans 10 and 1. And it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So the Holy Ghost was, was prompting me to write this. There are many who are called Christians who are zealous in their devotions. Okay? Israel might have a zeal. There are some Israelites who might have a zeal for the Lord, but not according to knowledge. But there are some Christians that have a zeal for God, but it's not according to knowledge. Amen? Amen. And it's in their worship. It's in their worship. But their worship is to them as unto an unknown God. So basically, you can be zealous. You can have a zeal and not really know what you're serving who you're serving, amen? amen? Not according to knowledge. Well, what is a zeal, pastor? That just simply means you have an enthusiasm about God. You, 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 you shout and holler at his name and things like that, but it has to be according to knowledge, amen? And that knowledge has to be enlightened by truth. So basically... I need to, if I'm going to be enthusiasm about my Christianity, I need to know what I'm enthusiastic about. Amen? Amen, amen? All right. Go to Exodus 33, and we are ever learning. Amen? amen? That's just the truth. We are ever learning. I don't think that even when Jesus returns, we will know all that we want to know. I think Jesus is saving some things for himself to share with us. And that's just what I believe. Amen? That's, that's, just, that's just Pastor Angela's belief. Amen? Amen? All right, so go to Exodus 33. 
And would you please go to verse 12? Okay. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. So Moses, we know, was a very humble man. Moses had a very uh, strong relationship with the Lord. But yet we find Moses saying, Lord, I want to know you. Show me your way. Okay. Now, if Moses can do it and he was having conversations face to face with God, surely, surely I can say, Lord, I don't know all there is to know about you. Okay. I can be an enthusiasm about a lot of stuff. I mean, just full of zeal, full of joy, leaping up and down and not be walking in knowledge. That's dangerous. Amen. Amen. So what is Moses saying to the Lord? He says, show me your way that I may know you. Okay, to know is to progressively become more acquainted with. That sounds like to me, if it's going to be progressive, that's ongoing. That sounds like that's ongoing. So I should never have a time in my life where I feel like I have heard all there is to hear about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. There's not a time in my life where I can sit back and cross my legs or fold my hands, hello, and say, you know what? I really don't need to be in service today because I know all there is to know about the Lord. There should never be a time that I can fold my hands, sit back, and lean back and say, you know what, at my house. And say, you know what, I don't need to read today. I don't need to hear the service today. I know all there is to know. That's not true. Moses says, show me now thy way so that I may know thee. That's to progressively become more acquainted with, to understand, watch this, to understand more clearly. Amen. I don't know about you, but there's still some things I need cleared up. There's still some things, Lord, I need cleared up. So I got to stay in the word. I don't know about nobody else. I got to come to the service. I got to read at home. I got to seek the Lord in the house of God. And I got to seek God outside of his house. So it's in the house and out the house, in the house and out the house. It's as simple as that. Amen. Go with me to Acts 17 chapter, please. Acts the 17th chapter. I don't want just a zeal. I don't want to be just so excited. Uh-uh. And don't know really what I'm excited about. Amen. Acts 17, 29. And it reads like this. It says, for as much then as we are the offspring of God. Now, we we touched on that a little bit on Wednesday night. We're going to pick it up some more uh, this morning. Uh, Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm the offspring. I'm the offspring offspring of God. God. And we're going to say it just like the words say, of God. God. Simple as that. We came out from God. We came out from eternity. 
we headed back into eternity. And, and that's just the way it is. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold, silver, stone, graven by art and man's devices. So, so Paul was writing, and Paul said, okay, wait a minute. There are not to be a time since we're the offspring of God that we began to form and shape our own ideas about the Godhead. He's left us the word. So I like this. So we got two very outstanding men, educated men. Moses uh, had a relationship with God that was very, very strong. And Paul as well had a very strong relationship with the Lord. But yet Paul says we got some people being the offspring of God They think the Godhead is gold, silver, stone, graven by art, and man's devices. He says, no, by now we ought to understand what the Godhead is. And if we don't, then humble down, sit back, and receive the word of God. The Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Godhead. These three are one. The Godhead, the government of God. It is not like gold, silver, or stone, nor a representation by human art and imagination or anything constructed or invented through human imagination. Now, we talked about this on, on Wednesday, so you ought to be able to flow with the word. Amen? Amen. That's why I said there are times when a foundation has to be laid in order for us to be able to flow with the word of God. Amen? Amen? So human imagination. We talked about how we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Did we not? So we're not flesh Spirit and soul, no. We are a spirit being. We have a soul. This is just the house of clay. Amen? Amen. We talked about that. But we also talked about that when God made us, he gave our bodies uh, a way to uh, operate in this natural world. This is really what the body is for. is so we can pick up things. We can transact business. We can add, subtract, we can read. Um, that's, that's what the human body is for. But then he gave us a spirit being. And what is that for? That is so we can commune with God. That's what your spirit being is for. That's you. He, when the Bible says in Genesis 1:26 that the Lord made us in his image and his likeness, he is three parts. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He made us three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. He gave us our bodies to contact the natural world out here, to be able to operate out here. But he gave us our spirit being in order to commune with him. Okay? And we talked a little bit about this. I want to I just say this because of where we're going. Because of where we're going this morning. Okay, in our flesh bodies, we have sight, 
smell, hearing, taste, and touch. All of those help us to operate in the material world, the natural world. In our soul, we have imagination, conscious, reasoning, and affection. But watch this. In our spirit, he gave us faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship. All right now. But when we're a little bit off, when we're a little bit off from the word of God, our faith is off. Our hope is off. Our reverence for God becomes off. Our prayer life gets a little shaky. Our worship gets off. I said, what? Wait a minute, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. So you can just imagine how human imagination came up with making the Godhead gold, silver, stone, wood, because it was not according to an enlightened knowledge, which is the word of God, which is God himself, to help us understand him. Amen? Amen. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I don't want, I don't want human, human imagination. imagination. So that's what got, that's what got the, people the people in Noah's day in, Noah's in trouble. Now, we're going to get into some stuff this morning. I want to share some stuff with you because I believe, to me, it was uh, eye-opening. I was like, oh, okay. Go to Romans, and like I say all the time, please don't sit there and say, oh, we didn't heard this before. I'm telling you, you're going to miss this. You're going to miss this if you do that. Go to Romans, the eighth chapter, and I want to show you something. Because even me, I've read it and read it and read it, and I was like, what? Go, go, go to Romans 8 and 6. Put your hand on your heart. So we're talking about human imagination. And we're the offspring of God. We're talking about being zealous without knowledge. Just excited about God. And no knowledge about it. Mm. Mm. Romans 8 and 6, and it reads like this. It says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, I have read this over (laughs) and over and over. And so in this study, the Holy Ghost, he he asked me, he says, I want you to go back over that again. I said, okay. He says, read, and I want you just to slow down. And so I read it again. I said, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. He says, what word is in there? I said, oh, the mind, which entails my soul. I said, wait a minute. (laughs) I said, what? So to be carnal in my soul is enmity against God. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. You have to understand something. Every word means something. And when the Holy Ghost is ready, he'll cause it to be broken down. So so, so basically what I need to understand this morning, we got to get out of this, we got to go with this, is to be carnal in my soul is death. To be carnal 
in my soul. Now, you can write this on a piece of paper if you want to. But to be carnally minded means to be carnal in my soul. Okay? We're going to take our time. So, so what are you saying? What you saying, Pastor? I'm saying to be carnal in your imagination, your conscience, your memory, your reasoning, and your affections, it is death. It is death. It causes you to be separated from the true knowledge of God. It is really a hindrance. So, so now, now let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Carnal means to be fleshly. Woo. Carnal means to be fleshly. So to be fleshly in my soul is death. Now, let me explain to you what being carnal is. We're not talking about smoking, drinking, or cussing. We're talking about something even more dangerous. The carnal part of us, the fleshly part of us, is where we allow our five senses to control our spirit being. Listen at this. That means I let smell take over. I live by smell. I live by sight only. I live by what I hear. I live by what I taste and what I touch. We're going to break it down. Oh, I said, God, hold on. So, so Paul was writing this, but this is in depth. Paul said, wait a minute. For you and I to be one big eye, one big nose, one big ear, one big mouth, and one big feely person, it is death. It's death. He says, but to be spiritually minded, spiritually, <laughs> that means I'm going to let faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship be the main objective in my life. So do you see how it's a trick of the enemy? I don't feel like reading today. I don't feel like praying. I don't want to go to church. It's too cold. It's too hot. The devil said, that's good. Because the more I can keep you out from under the word, I can keep you in a dull place, a carnal place, a fleshly place in your soul. So you take that mind and you, you put up at top, that's my soul because my soul is my mind, my reasoning, my imagination, my conscience. What else do you say, Lord? He says, because the carnal soul is an enmity uh -oh, against God. You become an enemy, not a friend of God, because we become so fleshly. We're going, just give me a minute. Look what else it says. I sat up straight in the chair. Because the carnal soul is enmity against God. Watch this. It is not subject to the law of God. Neither can it be. Uh, you can try all day long. But them, that, that sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch is part of the flesh. And if all, that's all you're going to live by, you cannot be subject to the laws of God. So then they that are in the flesh cannot what? All right, let me, let me, let me, I want to go on, I want to take this. All right, 
We cannot allow our spirit and soul to be taken over by our body. We cannot allow our spirit and our soul to be taken over by the body. Well, what is my soul? It's my mind, will, and emotions, affections, reasoning, memory. What is my spirit? Faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship. But if you don't watch out, your body can consume your soul and your spirit. And you're more fleshly than you are spiritual. Somebody come to you with a word, you can't even receive it because you're too busy. You're too fleshly. You haven't allowed the word to wash you. Come on now. I've been in prayer and God tells me, he'll say, they don't understand you because they carnal minded. I say, what? I said, but these people be safe. He said, they can't understand you because they carnal minded. That's why some people can come in this ministry and get spooked out, as they say. Because they're carnal-minded. They're too fleshly-minded. If I can't see it, smell it, hear it, taste it, touch it. I'm not going to go too far, but, no, this is, I don't like this. Ooh, I'd be glad when they give me my, I, 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 I limit myself. I limit myself. Okay, baby, thank you. Not your fault. You know how I do. I get to get in the spirit and it's on. <laughs> or the spirit catch me and it's on. So, so I limit myself. I can't understand. And that's why. People who are truly spiritual-minded, they do better around other spiritual-minded people. They don't bind them because they understand. They can flow with you. You don't sound weird to them. Okay, I got a lady. She calls me. She said, you know, I got this spiritual revelation, and I knew I couldn't call nobody but you. She said, because if I try to talk to everybody else, and they say, wait a minute now. These are saved people. She said, but if I call them, they're going to go to freaking out and acting out crazy. She said, so I called you because I, she said, I know if I say it, you just pick it up in the spirit. But that's the way the whole body got to be. Can we go on? That means I don't walk by hearing, seeing, taste, and touch. I have not become one big carnal person. How did that happen, Pastor? Praying, seeking God, staying under the word. Watch this. Staying under the word in the church and in my house. But I definitely went to church. You ain't going to keep me out the house of God. Now, that's just, that's just how it's going to go. You know, that's just how it's going to go. And I, I promise you. If you think I had a smooth morning this morning, and I'm saying to myself, I'm just going to church. <laughs> what is this all about? What, what is this all about? What, what is this? I, I'm just, I'm trying to get to that. But I press, I said, that's all right. I'm pressing on. Because I'm going to be in the house of God. Amen. So, what you saying, Lord? What you saying to us? I began to be led by my sight, smell, 
hearing, taste, and touch. I allow my five senses to take over and control my spirit and my soul. You can't tell me nothing because unless I can hear it, see it, touch it, feel it, you can't talk to me. You can't talk to me. I have people calling me all this week screaming and hollering, do this, do that, and I'm calm. And they don't understand. I told my sister, Elder Wanda, I said, they don't understand. I operate from the spirit. What does that mean? If God said everything all right, I don't care if it's falling down all around me. God said it. I believe it. I don't have to smell it, hear it, see it, touch it. It's what the Holy Ghost said. Well, you act like you don't care. You act, and I'm saying, oh, my God. They'll ask me to run. I need you to run and go do this. And I'll say, I'll get there tomorrow in two days. <laughs> they get upset with me, but they don't understand me. I'm taking two days because God said, all right, you can take two days. It'll be the same tomorrow and the next day. Right. You say, how do we get that way? I'm going to give you these words. And you can start praying about them, but we're going to get into that too, but not today. This is a lot. Here are the words <laughs> that the Lord gave me. I didn't make this up, y'all. You said, how do I get this way? How do you get to be more spiritual, to be spiritually minded rather than be carnally minded? How, pastor, can I be more Led by the Spirit and controlled by the Spirit and walk with the Spirit and trust the Spirit. And the Lord gave me these words. Submission, leading, obedience, then comes overflow. We got to submit to the will of God, to the word of God. And I mean, you got to knock this flesh down. You got to put it in its place. Then I got to be led. What did the Bible say? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? Sons of God. Then I got to be obedient to what he tell me. And then there's, there comes overflow. Okay? We're going to take our time. To be carnally soulish means to walk by my flesh totally. No leading of the Holy Ghost at all. Or I jump in and out the Holy Ghost. Today I'm spiritual, but tomorrow I'm in, I'm in, I got to see it, hear it, feel it, touch it. I began to be led by my sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. My five senses starts to control. Now this really got me. What does the word control mean? It means the power to influence or direct people's behavior. <laughs> I allow, I allow my five senses to start controlling me. It starts to influence me and it begins to direct my behavior. Because if I can't hear it, if I can't hear it, smell it, touch it, taste it, we're going to break it down. Then my behavior changes. 
I will begin to persecute somebody who is walking by total spirit. Well, just spirit led. Just spirit led. I will begin to persecute them, though. I'll get frustrated with them. I'll get upset with them. I, 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 I don't understand. Why you got to be like, <laughs> You spend 50 years in prayer, and that's all you ever knew to do. You spend 50 years of going through, and the first thing pops in your mind is to go pray. You spend 50 years of reading the word. You spend 50 years in the presence of God. Uh-huh. And see what happens to you. You become more spirit-led than you are flesh-led. You say, why did you say that? Because I'm trying to get you to understand, you're going to have to start praying. You're going to have to start seeking the Lord. You're going to have to start reading the word. You need to have a church life. You need to have a worship center that you come to and hear the word of God. That's why I'm talking to you like that. Because unless you get out of your flesh, then your sight, smell, hearing, touch, and taste is always going to be your God. Can we go a little further? All right. My behavior changes. So when my five senses control me, they're in control. I let them be in control. My behavior changes. So even the course of my events change. Uh-huh. I lay up. Baby, I sit up in the chair. They don't understand. I say, what? So this is serious. God said, yep. Watch this. My five senses starts to control my soul. That's my imagination, conscience, memory, reason, and an affection. It starts to control my spirit being. It wait a minute. I'm going to show you something. It starts to control my faith. I believe God on Monday, but when I walk by my five senses, by Tuesday, I done fell apart. And Lord knows don't let a year go by. Shaka. Hey, oh, baha. I don't have no patience. My hope go down. He's already put in us. Isn't that amazing? He's already put in your spirit, faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship. But when I walk by my five senses or they control me, my faith starts to shake. And it better not take no long time. My hope begins to dwindle. My, re uh -uh, uh -uh, my reverence for God goes out the door. I don't love him like I used to. Because he ain't gave me what I asked for. I don't really feel like praying because I ain't got what I wanted. Eh, I believe there's a God, but, oh, I'm going, or I'm going through so much. Huh, I'm tired. I don't need to pray. I don't really want to read this word because I'm going through. My, that's your five senses then kicked in. Your prayer life go down. You will not believe half of the Christians that don't pray. They don't pray. They don't pray. They don't pray. But God had to reveal to me what was wrong with them. I said, Lord, what is wrong with them? He said, because they walking by their five senses 
which is carnality, which is carnal, which is fleshly. And what does the flesh do? It weighs us down. That's why you go to sleep when you try to pray, because you, your flesh is in control. That's why you can't even pray. You, you can't pray 20 minutes. That's why a lot of people didn't show up to pray around the altar. Because their flesh was talking. You know you cold. You know you need to do this. You just got off of work. Oh, I'm coming where you're at. But the spiritual person said, shut up, flesh. You'll be cold in the morning. You'll be cold the next day. Shut up. We going to church. See, a spiritual person know how to talk and put their flesh under. Huh? It starts to control my worship. Now I drag in the church because I'm going through so much. I don't feel like worshiping God. What am I worship God by? Because God ain't answered my prayer. God ain't gave me what I want. Why am I going through all this hell? Well, I don't feel like worshiping. That's your five senses. <laughs> hey! What did Roman, Romans 8 and 7 says, the carnal mind, the fleshly soul, the carnal soul is an enemy against God. A carnal mind, a carnal soul that is controlled by sight. Now, let me, I got to slow down because this is what I need to tell you. God gave us these bodies to interact with this natural world. He gave us smell, taste, sight, hearing, and touch. But each one of those come with a gate. We're going to talk about it. They got a gate. I'm going to tell you what that gate is. Wait just a minute. So there's an eye gate, a nose gate, an ear gate, a mouth gate, and a feel gate. All right? These are all gates to the flesh. These are all gates to the flesh. You know how you say, ooh, that smell good. Ooh, that smell so good. But it leaves your flesh. It starts to lead your flesh. Ooh, that sound good. It moves your flesh. Ooh, that tastes good. Gates, they are gates to the body. So you know me, I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, Lord, what does the word gate mean? Gates are for controlling a flow. Gates control a flow. Close your eyes right now. That's your eye gate. That's your seeing. Open them just a little bit. What did you just do? You allow what? A little bit of light to come in. That's because those eyelids are a gate. You control that. And when your flesh is weak and it takes over, it'll tell you just keep your eyes closed. Just ignore it. You, that ain't what you came to church to hear today. That ain't the word you wanted. Uh-oh. So you... You, you either maximize your flow or you can shut it down or you can just get a little bit. My, 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 my. 
Oh, Jesus, help us today. Help us today. Help, put some candy in your mouth and then take it back out. You had to open your mouth. Jesus said, decree and declare my word. Open your mouth gate. Let it flood out in your atmosphere. But you say, now I'm tired of decreeing and declaring. I don't even know where she come up there. Decree and declare what for? I'm tired of saying these declarations. Okay, so you are controlling the mouth gate. I didn't come over there and shut your mouth. The devil didn't shut your mouth. You weighed down by your five senses. Lord, have mercy. I don't feel like worshiping today. Ooh, I'd be glad when the praise team sit down. Instead of making your flesh, stand up. Praise the Lord. Open your mouth gate. Open your ear gate. Open your, ooh, shut up. Open your eye gate. So these are gates to my flesh. So my, my smell, my hearing, my taste, my touch, my mouth. Those are gates. And gates are for controlling a flow. Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy. You got gates to your soul. Now, here's what's funny. You got gates to your flesh, gates to your soul, but there are no gates to your spirit. <laughs> you know why? Because when you get so weighted down fleshly, it controls the soul, which in turn sends impressions to the spirit. I don't feel like worshiping God. I don't feel like having faith. But where did that come from? There was no gate to your spirit. It got in through your eye gate, nose gate, come on, ear gate, come on, touch gate. That's where it all began. Say it all started with my flesh. <laughs> ah, but we're going to get, well, I, I tell you, if you want to be free, you can be free today. If you want to be free. So you got gates to the flesh and gates to the soul. That means I got gates to my imagination. Watch this. I'll show you. Have you ever let, you know the song? It was just my imagination running away. That's a gate. You control. You either let your imagination run wild or you grab hold to it and say, uh-uh, this ain't according to the word of God. Come on here. Huh? My conscience. What I'm letting come in, what I'm letting go out, what I'm watching on TV, the type of people I'm around. What I'm allowing myself to hear. My memory. Some things you just need to let go of. I'm going to be honest with you. Some things you just need to erase it. And then there's my affections. You know how they say some people wear their feelings on 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 the show? That's a gate. You can control that. 
You get strong. Watch this. You get strong in the word of God and in prayer. Then God in your spirit rises up and helps you by the spirit. And I'm going to prove it to you in the word. Take authority over your conscience, your imagination, your memory, your reasoning, and your affections. But the first place you got to get strong is in your spirit man. Well, guess what the spirit man eats? What you think you don't need. That's how my spirit man gets strong. How do I get the word? In the church, and I read it at home. In the church, and I read it at home. In the church, and I read it at home. There are no gates to the spirit senses of our spirit being. That's the part of us that hold our faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship toward God himself. So when our five senses are controlled by our old sinful nature. See, that's the other thing you got to understand about your flesh, your carnal part of you. It's still the old nature. And it will talk to you. Okay? It affects the soul and my spirit. It, is, it, it affects my soul and spirit senses that we use to serve God with, to interact with God. Why are so many Christians failing in the area of reverence, faith, hope, worship, and prayer? Because they have become one big flesh. And it's weighing them down. It is controlling them. It tells you when to come to church. Now, I know you don't believe this. I know you don't, but it's just your, you, your flesh so in control, it tells you when to go to church. It tells you what to do, when to do. It tells you when to pray. It tells you how much to worship God. It tells you when to turn on uh, something you really want to see that's fleshly. That's all right. I'm staying where I am. I don't care about the looks. I'm over it. I'm over it. I got to stay where I am because I can, I understand that devil get to plan with my five senses. He'll have me up, down, up, down, all over the place. And then you start saying stuff like, well, since it don't matter, since it really don't matter. And God sitting there said, who told you, like he told Eve, who told you it didn't matter? Have you ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Have you been eating confusion? He said, have you been eating from confusion huh? rather than from the tree of life who is Jesus Christ, who is the word of God? How much time you've been spending at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And what does knowledge affect? Your soul. Shit. Without the Holy Spirit leading us, we become one big carnal state. Everything becomes about our five senses. I don't have to use the faith sense because I want to see it. 
I don't have to hope or expect because I want to just hear about it. That's why we can come to church and, woo, the Lord going to bless me. Woo, hallelujah. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new house. I'm going to get some money. I heard it, but I don't want to put no faith in action. I don't put no expectation in action. I don't put no hope. Those are spiritual things. So I, I do better if you just preach it, Pastor, or somebody tell me so I can jump around. Rather than jumping around, knowing that when all the jumping is over, huh? I got to put hope into effect. I got to put expectation into effect. I got to put, hey, I got to believe this thing. I got to be like Abraham and not stagger at the promise. I got to believe against hope and believe in hope. See, this is the coming up he's been talking about. When he was calling us, come up, come up, come up. And then he starts saying, tell him I'm sitting to heal it. I'm going to sit in the heal it. He, and then he starts saying, they say they want me, but they don't want me. They say they want me, but they don't want me, but they say they want me. I said, what? <laughs> and the Lord said, they don't really want me. They don't really want God. Because this is God. Because, see, I got to do something. Everything becomes about my five senses. Uh-huh. I just want to hear about the promises of God. I don't want to go after them. I don't want to go through nothing. I don't want to have to get up. I don't want, I don't want to have to endure nothing. I don't have to reverence God because it's all about the touch. It's all about how I feel. So if I don't feel like reverencing God today, I will not reverence God today. It's all about how I feel. I don't have to or need to pray because it's all about how I feel again. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like worshiping the Lord. Romans 8 and 8 said, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh, they that are fleshly, carnal, they that are ruled by their five senses Cannot please God. Well, I'm, I'm here to ask you, who you here to please today? Is it God or yourself? Now, that's really what this is going to boil down to. Are you going to please keep pleasing yourself or are you going to please God? But I want all the kingdom prosperity I can get. I want the kingdom power. I want kingdom presence. But I don't want to do something with my flesh. But the Bible says, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Look at verse Romans 8 and 9. Here it is. He says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man, woman, boy, girl have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is, the body is, the body is. Now, let me show you how it works. My smell, sight, hearing, and touching becomes dead when it comes to spiritual matters. Not, you got to eat. You got to know how your food, that, that's not what we're talking about. He said, look at him. If Christ is in you, then the spirit becomes life because of the righteousness that it brings, but the body is just a dead thing. 
And there are too many people living by their flesh. Guess what you're living in there? That means we're living in dead works. Just a dead thing. Five senses, five senses. Guarantee you, Mardi Gras, your eyes saw them commercials, didn't it? You ready to run down there with them. I was, I was going home Wednesday night, and I said, wait a minute. I said, here I am trying to have a reserve concerning Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. Every one of these, they got them on a Hallsman rope. All of those leagues and uh, associations in those buildings where they have their meetings, they were packed. And the Lord said, they're having a Mardi Gras meeting. They're having a Mardi Gras meeting. They're having a Mardi Gras. I say, what? They were packed to the rafter. I said to myself, I thought they said COVID. Them jokers up in there getting ready to get down. And that thing tickled me so bad. They say, brother, uh, brother, Lord, forgive me. Mr. Hendrick's brother, that's what I was trying to say, came to Mobile and wrote a Mardi Gras song, and it's called the Get Down Song. I said, yep, I can see him now in the ballroom doing the get down. Them five senses going to be working. Eyes, ears, nose, touch. <laughs> but we'll do that. Why? Because my flesh is in control. I want my flesh to have a good time. I want my flesh to have a good time. My flesh tell me what to do, Lord. I'm so sorry. I can't allow the spirit to control me. But you're missing out. You're missing out. Somebody say they're missing out. Say they don't know what they're missing. They don't know what they're missing. They don't know what they're missing. Huh? They don't, they, don't, they don't know what they're missing. To only live by their five senses. Smell, sight, hearing, taste, and touch. You don't know what you're missing. You, 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 you don't know what you're missing. But you see, we have more than just the carnal. Say, I have more than just my flesh. Say, I'm a spirit being with the spirit of God living in my spirit. I am a soul. Say, I can think. I can reason. Say, say I can come up with new ideas. Uh-huh. Say, 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 I can do, I can have physical expressions. I can, I can remember things. And I can compare spiritual things with the spirit. Can I tell you something? As long as we walk by five senses, eye gate, nose gate, ear gate, mouth gate, feel gate, do you know you are incapable and I am incapable, listen to me, to compare spiritual things with the spirit. If you don't believe me, go to 1 Corinthians. Lord, I didn't write the Bible, but I believe it. And so there's no way you're going to convince me any other way. I, I believe this Bible. Look what it says. 
Apostle Paul wrote this, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Look what he says. He says, and I, brethren and sisters, could not speak unto you, uh-oh, as unto, uh-uh. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. He says, Apostle Paul wrote this. He says, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto. Stop right there. He says, I couldn't deal with you on the level. It's healing up in here. <laughs> he said, I couldn't even talk to you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Now, is that in your Bible? <clears throat> he said, we couldn't even talk about faith, hope, reverence, prayer, worship, or the deep things of God. But he said, I had to talk to you as unto what? Even as unto who? In who? Stop right there. Don't go no further. I know you're trying to read the whole chapter. See there? Paul said, did you, I bet you didn't know that there were babies in Christ. Paul said, I came in, but I couldn't even talk to you about spiritual matters because you were so carnal. Oh, my Lord. Are y'all getting Oh, my goodness. Is that in your Bible? So, Paul, now, wait a minute. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, and brethren, sisters, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not meat. Paul said, I had to learn to adjust myself until I got around some mature people. Bye 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 chata. He don't roll shake, eh? He said I had to get around some mature people who I could talk spiritual matters with. You know, in heaven, the throne of God, and I'm, I'm finna show you something. The angels say, holy. Angels say, holy. Come in. Finish show you something. Finish show you something. Watch this. I'm gonna say holy. You say holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. What does that do? That reinforces. Instead of me saying holy, she talking about something crazy. I left out of here Wednesday night. I was so high in the spirit. I get outside. They talking carnal stuff. I'm looking at them like, where did, where did this come from? It didn't edify what was in me, so I had to jump in the car and start creating an atmosphere that when I said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, you may be seated, but let me show you what I'm talking about. Not that we're going to say holy all day. How many times have I came in and said, I preach the word, talk to folks on the phone, I don't hear them say nothing about what's been preached. They telling me what somebody said down the street, round the corner. They telling me what every other preacher said. That's discouraging. So I get away from them. People wonder why I stay to myself. I'm saying, what is you talking to me about? Oh, but this preacher said this. I said to myself, I'm not in that preacher's church. I'm sure they said a lot of good things, but I'm not in their church. Leave me alone. Because what God has given, I need to be reinforcing that. Back and forth.
back and forth. Hey! Ah, yeah, yeah, that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of messages. 99 and a half percent of what I get is not on the TV. I don't even hear them talking like this. It's all right to watch TV ministers, but by God, you in a church, get your word first and let it at least be rooted in you. So what do I have to do? I have to call certain people. I don't even have to say, all I got to do is start talking about the Lord, and they, because they're already ready and in mind's condition, they jump right on in and start talking about the Lord. And it edifies. It edifies, it edifies, it edifies, it edifies. He Somebody said there's a place and a time for everything. We have more than just the carnal. We have more than just the flesh. We have been given the Holy Spirit of God to help us in our spirit being. Where's the Holy Spirit? In my spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit? In my spirit. He is not in my body. He is not in my, uh-oh, the Holy Spirit ain't even in your soul. He in your spirit. Why did you have to go in my spirit, Lord, as salvation? Because that's where I put hope, reverence, faith, prayer, and worship. So the sad part is you can't even compare spiritual things with spiritual things. I'm going to let that sink in. You know the Bible is spiritual. Am I right? So if I don't come up on a spiritual level, I can't really even understand the Bible. I'm just re- I'm reading from the surface. You're looking at 50 years of studying. So when I open the Bible, God give me one scripture. He can take me 50 millions around the world. It'd be just that fast. Because you're looking at 50 years of in the word. 50 years in the word and under the word, in the word and under the word. Because, see, I would get so excited when I went to church, I couldn't wait to finish with dinner, house cleaning, you know, so I could get back in the word. You see how your mindset got to be? Now, we want to go home, throw our feet up, eat all the ice cream we want and pie. Child, I just went to church. I won't be back the next Sunday. What? What? No prayer time at home. No study time at home. Don't, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I understand you got jobs. We all got jobs. We got work. We got children. Some of us got husbands. Some of us got this, 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 this. You got to make time. You have to make the time. I preached a message a long time ago. You and I better not let this world keep us so busy that it takes up all our time. And we don't give no time to personal study, personal prayer, personal seeking of the Lord. 
So see why everybody laughing? Oh, we know pastor praying. Okay, you supposed to be praying too. What's so funny? What's so funny? We know Jesus living the house with you. He should be in your house too. I don't want to ever live so far from Jesus. That's why when people call me with questions, why they talking, I'm saying, Holy Ghost, what you want me to say? You got to live just that close to when you ask him, he step right in and give you the answer. You don't even hesitate. Okay, well, see, that's the way I have to live. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I guess I'm stepping on some, because folk rolling their eyes and all crazy, but I have to live that way. Because why? An eternal spiritual being created us. Every tree out there came out from God. An eternal spiritual being created us. You know, when you buy something, you have to get the manual to understand it. I have to go back to the spiritual manual, not the flesh manual, because we all came out from God. And that's why you have so many people who can go with a life coach rather than the word of God. They do better you just talking to them about life circumstances and how they're going to be okay and turn around three times and say this over with me. I'm a butterfly. I'm a butterfly. I'm a butterfly. <laughs> I would run up out of there. They would run me crazy. A butterfly. Now I'm a kingdom child. I'm a child of the most high God. I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. Blood bought, blood washed, Holy Ghost fear, Holy Ghost empowered. No, I'm not a butterfly, devil. That's why they do better in places like that. Because they can't compare spiritual. They just get. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Shine for me. Yes, Lord. Are, are we all traveling together? Because I don't want to go. I told God I want this down in me because we're going to read some stuff. So we have more than just a carnal. We're more than just a flesh being. We are a spirit being with the Holy Spirit of God in us. And we, now I don't know, look at Romans 8.13. Go back to Romans, please. Go back to Romans. I want to show you something. This really, this blessed, oh my goodness. This blessed me. Lord have mercy. Romans, the eighth chapter. Oh my goodness. Y'all look at this, please. Please look at this. Romans 8.13 says, everybody got it? It says, for if Ye live after the flesh, you're going to die. What, how am I going to die? Spiritually. He's not talking about naturally. You're going to still be going to the Mardi Gras, eating the moon pies, eating the king cakes. <laughs> that girl rubbing her head. <laughs> you are. 
He says, but if you, watch this, watch it. He says, but if you live after the flesh, meaning if all you're going to go after is your five senses, if, if that's all you're going to do, if, if that's all you're living for is sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch, you're going to die. Your relationship with the Lord will not be where it needs to be. You always got to feel good. Mm -mm, that's not faith. No. Faith says, I believe God. Faith says, if, if, if it don't feel like I'm healed yet, I'm healed. God is able to heal me. His word is full of people that he healed. God is able to bless me. His word is filled with people that he blessed. That came from nowhere. And he put them somewhere. So your relationship. So basically, until you come up or until we come up spiritually, we cannot compare spiritual things with spiritual matters. And our relationship with the Lord is severed. It's, it's just... It's not where it needs to be. It's not where it needs to be. But we got to do better. I like this, though. Listen at this, y'all. But if we, through the spirit, do modify the deeds of the body, we're going to live. Now, slow that down. But if you, through the spirit, but if you, through faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship, that word modify means to kill. Come on now. If you, through the spirit, kill the deeds of the flesh, you will live. So basically what he's saying is you kill the deeds of the flesh through <laughs> prayer, faith, hope, reverence, and worship. That's how you kill it. Fasting, praying. I put my flesh where? Under subjection. Then I can hear the Holy Spirit speaking through my spirit, and then I can tell my soul, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Do y'all remember King David and all the things that he wrote? He would always say soul. King David could only talk to his soul because his spirit was in line with the spirit of God. He wasn't living by his five senses. So the Holy Ghost in your spirit, and you so connected to God, you then have the strength to rise up and put your soul in order and put your body where it needs to be. Sounds like I'm supposed to be doing something with myself. It sounds like I'm supposed to be doing something with myself. I should be killing the deeds of the body. How do I do it? Through the Holy Spirit. How do you kill the deeds of the body? Through the Holy Spirit. You see, fasting is good because then you get to tell your body, we're not eating from 6 to 7. I don't care how you feel. You may as well shut up because we're not eating. And not only, watch this, we're going to add some more to it. Not only are we not going to eat from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, but we're going to pray. We're going to open the Bible and read the Word. So you can shut up, you can stop kicking and screaming because this is what we're going to do. We're going to get up and go to church. Okay, how tired. I don't know what it is about. Well, I do know, but I won't. Okay, I do know what it is with me. Yes, I do. But I tell you, by the time 4 o'clock hit on Sunday morning, sometimes 
I be in such a deep, good sleep. I'm saying, why can't it, this happen on Saturday? <laughs> why can't this happen on Friday? So what I've learned to do is to snatch myself up. No devil, no flesh. You, can, you will not win. When, when, when I feel my body waking up, I say, oh, time to get up. Don't feel like it, drag it. Uh-uh, let's move. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to put this over here. Because if you don't, I know what he's trying to do. He want me just to stay there and then, oh, time for church. Uh, the devil is alive. No, because my five senses are not going to rule me. That's that feeling. I feel better in the bed. The air so crisp and cool. <laughs> Lord, this blanket feel wonderful. <laughs> you got to train. Come on, somebody say I got to train. You remember what Paul said? I can, it's in the word. Paul said, I buffered my body. You remember that? So I won't be a castaway. That when I preach to others, I myself become a castaway. He says, I buffer. I buffer this body. You going to do. You going to pray. And you going to pray. Look, in my mind, I got a certain time. You going to pray. And you going to do it. What am I doing? You breaking through barriers. You breaking through barriers. You breaking through barriers. That's if you want to be able to compare spiritual matters with spiritual matters. That's if you want to be able to kill the deeds of the body through the spirit. It's work. Somebody say, yeah, it's work. Say, but it's worth it. Tell them, say, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Listen at this. The natural person cannot understand spiritual things. Now, this is unsaved. This is backsliders. And this is also Christians who are called carnal Christians. Did you know you can be called that? Now, that's kind of, that's, that's something in it. I don't want to be called a fleshly Christian. That's what it means. I'm just full of the flesh. I'm a Christian. I believe there's a God, but I'm full of the flesh. I'm full of my sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. And you can't tell me no different. You can't tell me no different. So the natural person can either be a Christian or unsaved or backslider. But I do need you to understand there are carnal Christians. They, 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 they exist, everybody. And I don't want to be one. I don't want to be one. I want to be a spiritual person with the Holy Ghost leading me. So the natural person cannot understand spiritual things. They cannot understand them until their spiritual nature has been renewed. And it's going to sound really, listen at this. The spiritual nature is renewed through the regeneration. 
It is the work of the Holy Spirit in the salvation experience that produces new life in the believer. Regeneration is the work of God through the Holy Spirit of placing in one who has faith a new nature, capable of doing God's will. Did you hear that? So let's, let's start you out right there. Everybody in here that got saved, you have the capability of being a spiritual person. I like this. Because at the time of our salvation, the Lord gave us a new gene. You see, you were born with a gene through your dad and mom, but at salvation, you received a new gene. And I'm going to finish with this right here. Because my next question would be, how come then we acting like we act? I'm going to start you off right. So she's going to start us off with the eight. I'm going to start you off with an A. Said so when I got saved, when I repented of my sins, the Holy Ghost was at work. Said so when I repented, baptized in water, in Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit had did a work in my life. Said, so, but at the same time, he cleaned up my spirit so that the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God, could come and live in me. And when the Holy Ghost came and lived in me, he brought in a new gene. So I'm going to give you that. Let's, let's get that much. Every believer got a new gene in them. Hold on. What is a gene? It is a unit of heredity which is transferred from a parent to the offspring. And it determines some characteristic of the offspring. Now, what did Acts 17 say? We are the offspring. Come on, come on, connect it. Come on. So every believer in here, you are an offspring of God, which means you have a new gene in you. But here's what done happened. Some of us have allowed our five senses. You agree with me, baby? I want you to say that loud. You agree with me? Seriously, because that's what I saw. I said, we done, we done allowed it. We got a new gene, but we have allowed our five senses to take us over. And we done allowed it so much so till we think that's the Holy Ghost. Now we done got sad now. We think we right. Real. They really believe that's the Lord talking to them. You know your spirit can talk to. Oh, let me get out of here. <laughs> they think they right. And they will argue you down. Won't let you get a word in edgewise. Shut up. And what do you think God does? If we keep living like that, eventually he says, he says, I can't reach you through dreams. I can't reach you through the pastor. I can't reach you through saints of God. I can't reach you through the prophets. 
He said, I'll let you go on. And just let you keep doing what you're doing. See, if it's not according to the word of God, it's not God talking. And we've always shared this with everybody. God is only going to stick with his word. He never comes out of himself. I wrote that down uh, one Wednesday. I was praying, and the Lord spoke to me. He says, I want you to tell the people I never come out of myself. I said, what does that mean? He says, I never come out of my word. I never step from my word. I'm always the word. So now I feel you. Well, how am I supposed to go to work? How am I supposed to clean the house? Because you are a spiritual being having a natural experience. You got to put your flesh over here. When you're drinking water, you're a spirit drinking water. When you're working, you know, you're doing stuff, you're a spirit being doing that. But you cannot neglect faith, prayer, worship, huh? reverence. You can't neglect those because if we do, if we continue doing that, you're going to become one big carnal person. And then we'll come to church or we'll talk with other saints and we'll be like, you never heard it. What are they talking about? What are they talking about? Be like Paul said, I couldn't come to you as spiritual. I had to come to you where you were and that's as carnal. That's why some people, I talk about shoes. It, now, it gets on my nerves if it go too long. I'll talk about a dress. This Christian people. i talk about the moon and the stars, football, baseball. And that's just truth. That's just truth. You can feel them going to sleep. How long is this going to take? <laughs> You can feel them. I'm serious. It's like, what? How long are you going to talk about Jesus? How? And I'm thinking, wait a minute, but you're a spirit being. I'm a spirit being. You're supposed to have God in your spirit. I got God in my spirit. You're supposed to be building up your faith, your worship, your prayer, your reverence, your hope. But like we just showed you, in order to, to strengthen one another, we're going to have to talk the word to one another. We're going to have to talk the word. There's a, there's a scripture. And you can pray this. It's Psalms 24 and 7. And basically, just to sum it up, it says, let the gates of my life and city be open for the king of glory to come in. You can pray that. Psalms 24 and 7. Lord, let the gates of my life. What did we just say? There's an eye gate, nose gate, ear gate, mouth gate, feel gate, imagination gate, conscious gate, memory gate, reasoning gate, affectionate gate. So, Lord, let the gates of my life. Be open to you. Are y'all hearing me? 
I don't, I don't want, I don't want everything. See, and that's the other thing. You know, old saints used to tell us, you can't let everything stream into your spirit, baby. You can't let everything stream into your eye gate, nose gate, ear gate. Come on. Huh? Affect feeling gate. You can't let everything go through those gates. Your memory, affections, conscience. You got to shut some stuff down. Lord, I want the gates of my life. And then I asked him, I said, well, Lord, okay, it says let the gates of my life and city. He said the city is the in-depths in you. I said, what you say? He said those are the depths in you, the depths and valleys. And oh, shine for me, Anna. Yes, Lord. I won't. I want the gates of my life and city <laughs> to be open. That's what it says. Let it be open for who? The king of glory. Not for foolishness. Not for crazy. I don't want the gates of my life to be open to foolishness. Turn that TV off with his lying self. Get you entrapped in your emotions and your conscience and your memory with all that fleshly stuff. I know how to put on underclothes. Why you got to put underclothes on the TV now? I'm so sick of them. Sick of them. I, I, I guess I'm going to have to buy new batteries for my clicker because it be like this. Off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, mute, mute. Uh, Because they're putting everything on that TV now. Everything, everything. Oh, Lord, and think about your children. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And we don't want to be parents no more. Watch what you want to watch, baby. That's their TV. Okay. Well, little, little Bookie going to be full of flesh and carnality and acting a fool and It's where we are, y'all. But we have something we can do. There's another one. You can write it, Romans 14, 17. I like this. You can pray this. Let the righteousness, peace, and joy of the kingdom be established in my life. So, Lord, I'm going to open the gates of my life to your righteousness Peace and joy. Let it, let, it, let it not only flood my life and cities, the in-depth parts of me, but let it be established in me. What does the word established mean? Firm and settled. Firm and I want to be so firm in the Lord, so settled in the Lord, just like his kingdom. Hebrew says he has an unshakable kingdom. I want to be firm in this thing because where we are and where we're headed, the darker the world gets, we need to be made firm and settled in the things of the Lord. 
You done already been a sinner. Come on here. And you was a good one. <laughs> Did nobody have to tell you how to be a sinner? Isn't that amazing? I mean, you served sin. Child, you know they shoot down at the club. I don't care, I'm going. But don't go to church, because y'all down there on Broad Street. Stop with your foolishness. Charlie got drunks at the balls. I don't care, I'm going. But I can't come to church because drunks stand out on. That's so backwards. But that's your five senses. I said, Lord, I must be been saved too long. I went, I won't even call the name, but I went in an area on Friday. So I'm saying, you know, this is, the, is going to be close to where I'm going, so I just pull in here and get out the car. So I'm looking on the ground. I don't know why I was looking on the ground, so I'm tiptoeing. I said, oh, my God. You know? I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, oh, Lord. So I get in the midst of everybody, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, Lord. <laughs> I said, oh, geez, don't let nothing jump on me. You know what? Because you can sense the uncleanliness. You can sense the uncleanliness. And you, your heart goes out because you want to say something, but they're not going to listen. And you don't know what people, people shoot you now for saying. For saying anything. Amen. And so when I got back in the car, I, I, I said, Lord, forgive me. I said, I guess I've been saved too long. Uh-uh. I said, let me get my little happy self on where I got to go, and I won't be back here. I won't be back. Mm-mm. No. Won't be back. Won't be back. Won't be back. I guess I've been saved too long. I don't know. Been saved a long time. Been in the word a long time. Been under the word a long time. And that's where I want to stay. I'm satisfied. I'm happy. I'm happy. You see, Christians got to get to a place where you say, I'm happy in the Lord. I'm happy serving Jesus. I'm happy to hear the word. I'm happy to be in the house of God. I'm happy to read the word in my home. I'm not trying to take that from you. Yes, you can read your word at home. But the Bible says every creature got a preacher to feed you with knowledge and wisdom. And here's one we done forgot. Even if you don't want to come for what I preach, the Bible says they're here 
Your pastors watch over your soul. That means you keep me from going too far to the left and too far to the right. And I'm here to tell you right now, when I call you and you'll be wondering in the back of your mind, what the pastor calling me for? I'm just calling to wake you up. Just know, I'm not just calling. I might sound like, baby, how you doing? Because that's the way I'm going to do it. How you doing? All the time I know God said, you better tell them they better start praying because I know they ain't praying. <laughs> I know they just kicked the dog. <laughs> he said, but don't tell them that. Just show them that love. So how you doing? How's it? And then sometimes I might say, well, did you, is you praying, baby? <laughs> Already know the answer. So when I call you, I'm not just calling to be hee hee ha ha. I'm checking on you for real. Spiritually. Because that's what your pastors is for. I don't understand. I don't, I'm tired of her preaching. I'm tired of her talking. Okay, well just sit there so, I, so God can examine your spirit. Sit there so God can say whether you don't become an ear or a mouth or a feeling. You all in your emotions. Everything is about how you want to feel. Oh, that didn't make me feel good. Oh, see, that I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Preach it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Put your hand on your heart. Say, I got a new gene. Say, the Holy Ghost put it there. Say, it got in at the time of my salvation. Say, it was transferred to me from Father God, who is my parent. Say, all I got to do is let the Holy Spirit in my spirit work it. But I got to let him. So I got to pray. I got to seek the Lord. I got to worship the Lord. I got to build up my faith through the word. I got to have hope with expectation. Uh-huh. And I got to have some reverence for God. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. And the sad part about it, that's why I see a lot of people, they're in nobody's church. I'm telling you, nobody's. And eventually, something comes along. And they can't rebound. They can't rebound. And because I hadn't been in the church, hadn't been under the word, now I'm embarrassed. So I'm going to stay out now from that and this and this, and I just stay on out. And stay. And so then when you see them, you be like, oh, where your glory at? Where your glow at? What happened to you? You don't say that. Well, I know I don't, you know. <laughs> I just be looking like, <laughs> you know, I do that immediately. But in your heart, you be saying, wait a minute, where's your glow? Where's your glory? Where's your strength? Where's your... And then they start with them little phrases. I know 
Good Lord. I said, oh, Jesus, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Ann. Let's go. That's that, 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 that church phrase. I know the Lord. I got a Bible. I'm thinking, okay, I understand, baby. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you got a Bible. So everything you do, you do it. You're a spirit being. You are not that flesh. That's not you. You are in the inside. You are a spirit being. You have a soul, and you live in this flesh body. So everything that you do, you're really doing it as a spirit being. You're intelligent. You're smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do equations. You can do math. You can put things together. That's the way God built you. He didn't make no junk. He built you like himself. Smart, intelligent, creative. That's who you are. And it becomes more enhanced the more you stay up under the word. The more you stay up under the word. Why? Because when you come in here, I'm not trying to get to your flesh. We want to get to your spirit. We won't pass it a tap dance today so we can laugh. That's your flesh. So every now and then, God will throw in a tap dance. <laughs> so you can feel good. And then we got to get right back in the spirit. When you, when you cook his meals, that's not this clay. But your spirit is, you're a spirit being. You're just giving this clay body so you can pick up the pots, pick up the pans. Honey, I love you. Out my lips. You see what I'm saying? Have a good afternoon talk. But you always, you always have to make time for the spirit senses that God put in you. You say, what's in my spirit? Faith, hope, worship, reverence, and prayer. It's in there. And he expects us to develop it. How? By the word of God, through prayer, through seeking him. You got to make time. I know the world is busy. I understand. I'm not at home doing nothing. Believe me, I know. But I found my little niche. You got to find yours. What time is good for you when you can get in the word and seek the Lord and pray? And, of course, thank God you can come to church on Sunday. You, you do that. You see what I'm saying? You do that. You do that. You do that. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I'm blessed right now. I'm blessed right now. To the Lord. Lord. Said the, the Lord created me. In his, in his image and in his likeness. In his See, I'm smart. I'm, smart. I'm, intelligent. I'm intelligent. I'm creative. I'm creative. Because, God because God made me that way. Me that way. See, I have dominion. dominion. See, I'm, I'm blessed. See, because God, because God made me that way. way. See, I didn't make myself. myself. See, God, God made me. He made me intelligent. He made me creative. creative. That's why why the power power of life and death death 
is in my tongue. I can, I can decree and declare my future and my destiny. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Say, I have to fill up on the word of God. I have to pray and seek the Lord. I have to fast sometimes. Said so that is to put my flesh under subjection. Say, so I cannot allow my flesh, my five senses, to become stronger than my spirit. You, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Say, so Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the gates of my life and the city be open for the king of glory to come in. Say, so Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the righteousness, peace, and joy of Jesus Christ's kingdom be established in my life. So, Lord, I choose not to allow my gates, my eye gate, my smell gate, my hearing gate, my affection gate, my taste gate to overtake me. Say, I rebuke it. I resist it in Jesus' name. No, you got to fight. Let me tell you something. It is a fight because the old sin nature is still alive. When Jesus came and saved you, he saved you in your spirit. Don't forget the little saying, which is true. Your spirit is saved and ready to go with Jesus. But our mind, our soul, we renew by the word of God day by day. And the body, he going to give us a new body. But until you get the new body, when you are strong in your spirit, man, then you can put that flesh under subjection. You're going to have to fight for this. The devil wants you to think all you are is eyes, ears, nose, feeling, hearing, but that's not all you are. You got to fight him. Hmm. I'm going to try to type this one up for you. Say this with me. I am a spirit. I am a spirit learning to live in a natural world. I have a soul, and I live in a physical body. I am in the world, but I am not of the world. Now, that don't mean you don't have jobs, occupations, businesses, but you're doing it from a spiritual standpoint, not just your five senses. Mm. God of peace, I ask you to sanctify me in every way. Sanctification is not a bad word. It means he pulls you close to himself. It don't mean you come in here looking crazy, dressing crazy. That's not sanctification. I'm set apart for God. And I better be. 
because he cleaned me up so he could live in my spirit. Mm. So I could bring him glory in this natural world. Mm-hmm. So sanctify me in every way. And my whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until that day when our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Father, you called me. And you are completely dependable. You said it. You will do this. Thank you for the spirit who guides me into all truth through my regenerated human spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Take the word and work it. 